a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Nashville wrap-up. Yeah, Nashville. We went there. It's cool. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Blake Baggett, Justin Bogle, they were wearing some sweet-ass Fly Racing uh, LE stuff that I don't think will be released, but it was a harken back to um, the roots of Fly Racing, all white stuff. Chris Keefe was very upset that it will not be put into production. But uh, yeah, it was really sweet, so check that out. Um, also, the Formula Helmet out now, and uh, I was at the race on the weekend. The guys, the reps were telling me about how great the formula is being received and how great the formula is selling. So good to hear from uh, from those guys. It's Fly Racing's answer to uh, a very, very high-end helmet. And uh, it's got all the features you want for low-speed stuff, high-speed stuff, venting. It's quiet. It fits great. It comes with an extra visor. It is the uh, one of the pinnacles of Fly Racing and everything that they stand for. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. Also, Alpine Stars, you know the name, you know the stuff. They had the LE gear this weekend, released this weekend for Nashville. Uh, Tech 7s, Tech 10, the Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. Neck protection as well through those uh, guys, an A1 chest protector, A4 chest protector uh, that people wear underneath their jerseys. I've seen guys wear the Alpine Star stuff that isn't that aren't sponsored by them, so you know that it works pretty well. Maxis, Maxis.com, MXST, AJ Cantanzaro, currently injured, but hoping to be back before the end of the year, using Maxis and putting it in the main events, and developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, who was also at Nashville this weekend. Um, so please check out MXST tires if you're looking for a set of high-end tires from the folks at Maxis. Great mountain bike stuff as well. And also, SlickWash.com. Use the code Steve to save at SlickWash.com. We thank these guys for coming on board recently. Uh, the complete three-stage wash system that the Monster Energy Pro Circuit guys use. I've used it as well uh, on my mountain bike, on my dirt bike. It works fantastic. So please check out SlickWash.com. The best part is you can use the code Steve to save. So it's a really, really uh, easy to use wash kits, complete with accessories and foam gun options that save time, avoid frustration, and uh, leave you feeling secure, confident, and ready for the next ride. So thanks to those companies for coming on board. We got JT and Weege coming up to talk about Nashville. Certainly plenty to, to get into. Um, and yeah, man, thanks for listening to these podcasts. Really appreciate it. The review podcasts are always very popular, and uh, I, don't, I don't anticipate this one being any different. So yes, we will talk about Marty and Amart. Very disappointed in Troll Train, but we'll regroup. We'll ride better. We got two more races. It's not over, and uh, I can't uh, can't wait to see how that thing ends. Although I might have a have an idea how it ends. So, thanks to Fly Racing. Thanks to you guys. Here's JT. Here's Weege. Let's talk some Nashville. All right, now as promised, to talk about Nashville and more, 
round 14 of 17 of the Monster Energy AMA Supercar Series. First up, on the line from RacerX, my boss, the voice of motocross. He's warming up his pipes. The man who runs things over at RacerX. Jason Wygan. What's up, Weege? Yeah. What are you doing? Well, <clears throat> let us hope that I could potentially be adding the voice of the Hawaiian Supercross to the list. We'll have to see about this. There, there is a lot of discussion about Hawaiian yeah. Supercross in the pits oh, right yeah. now. Uh, yes. People are yeah. uh, really wanting to go. Riders are, 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 that are retired are, are texting me saying they're ready. Um, <laughs> it's very, very, very funny that way. Uh, also from uh, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. They had some sweet-ass white gear this weekend that I was telling you guys about in the intro. It is not available to buy. This makes Chris Kiefer upset, but Fly did a great job anyways. Uh, Jason Thomas, what's up, J- what's up, JT? Not much. It's Sunday. It's review time. Did any, anything happen this weekend that we need to talk about? Possibly, maybe. Hawaii? Maybe. Fun. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that, too. Sure. Um, I'm, wait- I'm waiting on you, idiot, to figure it out. I think I'm in, but I have not. I haven't got the phone call. We each got a phone call. Yes, I did get a phone call, and uh, they said, would Steve be able to be the other announcer? And I said, yes. I said, well, the person said he would call you, and he hasn't called you. And I haven't been called back either with a yes or no. So I'm a little worried right now. Right. And, and JT, what about you racing it? Well, there was talk I'm, of that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm awaiting an offer. Um, I'm, in, I'm in the same boat as you guys, I guess. All right. Um, yeah. Well, Nick Way and Ivan Tedesco are ready. And I don't know, perhaps maybe Stevie Herman and Barry Karsten. I, I don't know how far back we're going to go, <laughs> but they're all ready. Everybody's ready. Stevie Herman? Yeah, you like that one? <laughs> I had no idea that was in your arsenal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That oh, is in your zone. I was oh trying to gosh. think of a journeyman privateer guy from back in the day that came wow. up with Stevie Herman. Um Okay, so yeah, Hawaiian Supercross. We're, everyone's fighting to go. We hope we hope we'll go. The only person who doesn't want to go is Anton. He wants to go to Prague, or Checo, or, or any, any anywhere else. That's 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 the only guy in the pits that doesn't want to go. So he insulted. I mean, there are going to be. This is it. Anton, his Twitter is about to be destroyed right now when I drop this. He said Nashville is just kind of like any other midwestern city. <laughs> He did. He did. Yeah. He just didn't see the. He didn't see the allure. The allure in it. He didn't see the hype. Yeah. Anton was moving on oh. from St. Louis. He just max mixed. Figured it was another St. Louis to him. Oh, that's gonna be some very. That's surprising. Very angry. Yeah. Yeah. That's surprising to you guys. No, it's great. No. 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 Uh, Anton's Anton. You got to give him credit for being Anton yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anton's gonna Anton. That's that's the, yeah. the from the mac and cheese pizza to Nashville being a mid another Midwest city. That's what's going to happen, folks. All right, um, let's uh, let's get into this. So, lots to talk about when it comes to Nashville. But first, let's talk about Nashville itself. I think it went over really well. I think the crowd was into it. Uh, I think they were cheering, they were booing, they were ooing and eyeing, and the pits were pretty packed. Uh, I don't know what the official attendance is. You often can't go by that. But uh, first time in Nashville, and we each, the, the 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 city embraced it. It seemed like it was a good round. Yeah, the barometer that I'm going to use, they did say 54,000, which is really okay, good yes. by today's Supercross stop, standards, stop but I have that. no idea. Yeah, there's no, there wasn't Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it looked pretty good. It was, in a far perspective, it was kind of weird where the press box was. I don't know if I ever really looked to really see how crowded it was. Right. So I don't know. Yep. So my barometer I'm going to use is 
Is Anton? When the New Jersey-New York round popped up on the schedule, uh, I think five years ago for the first time, suddenly anyone who goes to a few races in the industry was there. Right. You know, if you're, not, if you're a race team guy, you've got to go to everyone. If you're someone that works for the team or for the manufacturers, you go to maybe five races a year. Suddenly, every agent, every person that works for a manufacturer, every person that works for a gear company, their travel budget, for some strange reason, the race where they had to stay in New York City, they had to go. Yeah, yep, it was there. Uh, yeah, they were there. Nashville had that same vibe. Anyone who's anyone was at this one. So Nashville, a lot of hype. Uh, the crowd seemed good. They really lucked out. The weather was great. I mean, you can't guarantee that if they go back again, but that probably helped. It was an awesome event. I, you just never know. Same thing with the New Jersey-New York round. Yep. The weather could be a problem, but it was awesome this time, so it made for a grade A event. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. JT, what was your assessment of, of Nashville as a round? Yeah, I would give it a, a win across the board. Location, uh, we got very lucky with the weather. Oh, boy, uh, here, we go. Awesome. here we go. No, no, that was a great day. We we it's a win for Weege, but we, it was a great weather day. It, it could have it could have gone sideways. I mean, it poured there all day today, so um, that kind of you know it sucks for the futures guys. They really got screwed today. But as far as the Saturday event, um, city track weather attendance pits, everything was awesome. I thought, I thought it was a win, and I I think it should stay on the schedule year in and year out. Congratulations, Weege. You flew in on the morning. You uh, got no rental car. You got no hotel room. You flew out at 5 a.m., I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, zero. Yep. Spent $17. I had to buy a plane ticket, obviously. But otherwise, the entire budget for the trip was the $17 Uber to the stadium. Uh, Rich Shepard, one of our photographers, gave me a ride to the airport when we were done working Saturday night, so I didn't need an Uber then. Uh, it was awesome. But what I missed out on, so you guys – I don't know if you went out Saturday, but I know you guys went to dinner Friday night. So how awesome was – I've been in Nashville a few times yeah. tying into Loretta's and stuff, but how awesome was it? I didn't go out this time. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. I, uh, I've been, I spent some time in Nashville and Tootsie's, the three-story bar there. Um, but I didn't really do – yeah, we went for dinner. We walked around a little bit. Saturday night I had plans to go out. I was texting with uh, a buddy of ours, Dan Truman, and I just I got the work done and, and didn't feel like heading back out. I, I probably I regretted it a little bit because I mean yeah why not? It seemed like a fun time. But uh, what about you, JT? Uh, I went to dinner with you and J Bone um, and uh, some other other of our friends, Thomas from Menfab, Adam uh, Wheeler. That was fun. Adam Wheeler, yes, came over from uh, from Europe. That was great. Uh, but yeah, I went back to the hotel straight from there. And then, uh, yeah, I was in the same boat. It, it's really tough for me. Uh, the, all these days are running together in the series now. So going back downtown and not getting much sleep at all when you're getting up at 4 or 5 in the morning, I'm wrecked on Sunday if I do that. Uh, so for the work I need to do on Sunday, which we all have, then this podcast, and then I go straight back to the office Monday morning, um, I almost can't physically pull it off. So I just make the smart decision. Now that I'm older and realize, you know, what I need to do and, yeah, I just go back to the hotel. And luckily, sometimes you can get back there in time to uh, to hang out at the hotel a little bit, maybe have a drink there. Unfortunately, I did not this week. But, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. Hopefully this round will stick around and uh, we'll get many more chances to, to head down and check out Broadway and all that. Weege, my hotel was 400 a night. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. So you're in for almost $1,000 for your hotel. Yep. It was really nice. It was. It was really nice. 
It doesn't even make sense to me. It doesn't even, <laughs> does not even make sense. <laughs> you surely could have done better than that. Oh, I could have stayed by the airport. Like, yeah, the Hilton Airport was around two, two plus tax. Yep. So it was super nice. Right. So I could have done that, but I just want to okay. let you. I just want to yeah, let you know. You could have. Yep. You could have. Yep. You could have done that. Right. Yep. Right. <laughs> could have. Yeah. It was a little. Man. It was a little pricey because I didn't take advantage of being so close to downtown and walking down there. Really. So. Yeah, you said you wanted to go out. Uh, Actually, I left the stadium at like one forty-five, and it started raining so hard. So. Yeah. I figured that was gonna literally put a damper on it, but I did see. At the airport, uh, one man that I do know oh. that did indulge. Uh, I don't want to mention names of rival podcasts. Uh, his name might sound like Schmanuel Schler. Okay, yeah, it sounds. Uh, yeah. He, he was going out with a. There's a rider who's kind of one of the older riders out there who is uh, rides a yellow motorcycle and is injured at the moment. Oh, okay, yep, yep. I know. Yeah. I know. I don't want to name names. Right. Uh, I think they might have went out. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was supposed to meet them, I think. I was also speaking yeah. to the same older rider. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it never went, but yeah. I was, well, he did. I was also invited to this. I was invited <laughs> to this outing as well, and I made a, what I feel was the wise decision to yep. not participate. If, if the older rider was racing, he's still going out. Just want to make that oh, clear, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just want to make that clear, everybody. <laughs> On Friday night. <laughs> um, uh... All right, so let's get into it. Um, maybe, um, JT, can you recap our buddy J-Bone um, and what's going on there on Friday night? <laughs> A little bit what he was telling us. <laughs> I would prefer you did. Um, I, I feel like you will be you will get into less trouble than I would with any of this, so I'll, I'll let you do that. Well, the team's a little frustrated with Justin Hill, so there was a there was a chat with Justin this week by J-Bone. I, I don't I don't. Jay Bone's so honest. I, I don't think he'd care if we talked about it. Weege, do you? I, I don't. I, no, I don't think. I think so. No, they're really frustrated. They had a heart to heart. Jay Bone thought they would see a much better Justin Hill because of uh, kind of telling him like, "Hey, man, like, you know, you got to put this thing together. It's not going well. And and you know, what, what do you want to do? You want to ride here next year or not?" And so Jay Bone was very confident of it. Um, and then um, Hill wasn't good all day. And then Case the jump. Until then, he he wasn't good in qualifying. And then he cased a jump, and then he he hurt his back, and then it, it went sideways from there. So, yeah, that 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 ship is that ship is uh bailing out water as we speak right now. So, very frustrated over there. It's crazy because look, um, there are many things that have worked out awesome for JGR. Um, I just didn't think that there would be like another gear. Can find like another gear of oh this is not working out, you know. Stu leaving, Stu voluntarily leaving a giant paycheck behind to switch to Suzuki, and then immediately going one one. Um, and again, that was he put more of that on the Yamaha than the JGR team, but that couldn't have felt good. Uh, Barsha going back to Yamaha and winning races that couldn't have felt good, but this is somehow almost like another level. The, I don't know how they keep finding these levels. Apparently, J Bone said that they said to him, "Look, man." You're going to go to another team, and you're going to be, you know, wanting to get a big deal, and so you're going to ride really well and try. It's going to make us look bad, man. We're just really trying right now for you, man. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like they've been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, that was that was a highlight of Friday conversation. <laughs> J- J- I, lo- I love when the managers, and J-Bone's not the first one, I love when the managers have to tell the riders, just can you try? Can you try? We just want you to try. <laughs> 
that's that's sometimes yeah. where manage and this this isn't just in the hill case it's other riders as well over the years this is people that are are, are signing a contract and making a lot of money and and their, their bosses have to tell them to try plead with them please please <laughs> so I believe we heard that with the Millsaps at one point mm-hmm. when he was first over there. He yeah. ended up really turning around and having a good season at one point. But yeah. the previous year, I think they had the same. We're just asking you to try. Yep, yep, that's it. Just please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Ronnie Stewart and Tyler, I think that went back, went down hard in the in the first heat in the 450 class. The uh, race got red flagged. Uh, and Dignap has a broken sacrum, uh, which is kind of pelvis, I think. Uh, right, you guys? Anybody know? Like right, sacrum, pelvis. Yeah, part of it. I think. Right, part of it. Um, and we haven't heard anything on Ronnie Stewart, but it was pretty serious. Uh, we heard that he had moved everything, but we haven't. I, we tried to get updates today a little bit, but nothing, nothing yet. So, um, yeah, both good dudes, uh, working man heroes. Um, so hopefully, hopefully they're doing well. I guess a scary crash though, JT. Yeah, and I really didn't get to see the crash yet. Um, I think it's out there. There's some video of it, but I didn't get to watch it yet. Uh, but yeah, for doesn't sound like you know Tyler is is doing all that well with some broken stuff. And anytime pelvis is involved, it's never good or or any vertebrae. Uh, but I was really really concerned about Ronnie Stewart there for a while. Um, it looked much worse than anything I've heard since then. So happy to. Uh, Happy to hear it's not it's not what I feared, um, but yeah, it was it was a crazy start to the night, and and it had a very eerie feeling. Like I mean, it was just dead quiet, you know, in the stadium for yeah. a very long time as they got all this sorted out. Yeah, whenever you see the medics like really being urgent and really kind of hurrying and freaking out a little bit, you see them. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah. boy, you know. Um, never yeah, those, those guys are usually the picture of calm, even in you know, a ser- serious situation. When you see their urgency, yeah, uh, that that's usually, for us being to so many races and seeing so many incidents, you can tell body language dictates the serious yep. seriousness of a situation. And they were definitely in a hurry, and uh, you could just see people moving qu- quicker than normal. That's a telltale sign for sure. Yep, yep. Um, all right, uh, Nashville. So Eli won. Eli's bike broke in the heat. He had to go to the LCQ. Um I was talking to John Tomac this morning on on my flight. He thought he said that uh, uh, he felt like the Eli felt like the LCQ helped him, uh, kept him loose, um, you know, kept him going a little bit. So I said, "Is that going to be the plan going forward?" And he said, "No," um, <laughs> but maybe it should be. I don't know. But me, Eli was great. I mean, he wasn't good all day again, and his bike broke, which just adds on to everything that's been going on and all of us talking. And but man, he pulled it through. He rode a great race. Um, it probably should have been Roxon's, but but somehow Roxon uh, either killed a black cat and walked under a ladder while breaking a mirror. I'm not exactly sure, but Roxon was probably the fastest guy all day, and he's got to be wondering what's going on, of course, with 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 his deal. But um, yeah, if it wasn't going to be Roxon, it was going to be Tomac, and it was Tomac. Weege. Yeah, there was. Uh, I at no point at no point thought this was trending. Touring the Eli Tomac no, win. never. Uh, no. <laughs> let's throw in not only the last couple of weeks where we were in full panic, throwing out every crazy theory possible, but he was 11th in the first time practice, which that has to be a career low. I, I can't imagine, unless he had some weird you know, practice where a bike broke and he didn't get any good lap, but even on the bad nights for him, he's never the 11th fastest guy. You know, disaster for him is what, 6th? So that didn't make much sense. I think it was 6th in the final practice, which wasn't – par either, then his bike breaks. 
uh, it wasn't trending good to the point where in the early laps of the main, I wasn't even looking for him. No, he, not often he, he didn't get a good you, start. Yeah. He did not get a good start. Right, but not only did he not get a good start, I think he, he told me he was like eighth or ninth, but it wasn't like, well, where's Tomac? Where's he at? Because I don't think we were even expecting like, no. that this run was going to come. And how rare is it that a rider wins a Supercross that the first couple laps of the race you're not even seeing him and, and looking for him? It's just not normally the way it goes. But the only guy that usually can win like that is him. So, Yep. Uh, he's back. Yeah, he's back. He's back. He's back. He, he's back. He, moved good. Into, he moved into second in the points also. Uh, he has four wins. So, yeah, I don't know, JT. I, I don't, but yeah, I can't say he's back. I have no idea. It's, 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 yeah, who knows? But it was certainly one of Eli's unexpected wins. Yeah, I would say one of the most unlikely is for how the day was trending. As you guys mentioned, the qualifying weirdness, then his bike breaks in the heat. He doesn't go to the LCQ very often. Uh, just nothing was going right. And then, of course, why wouldn't he win? You know, with everything the way it's gone this season for him, we should have expected him to win because you almost you should we should expect the the opposite of everything we we think mm-hmm. we know. Yep. Um, the, one question I had: Did the you know we, we were noticing his bike smoking in the heat uh, in the LCQ and in the main event? Uh, was the bike failure? Did it have anything to do with that smoking, or were they unrelated? Do you have any idea? Uh, yeah, this morning? it's there. It's there. And he's been the bike's been smoking all year. And people have been asking me about it. I talked to the Cowie guys a long time ago about it. It's uh, it's the uh, the um, the uh, Brent vent breather. Sorry, I couldn't couldn't find it. It's the breather breather hose. Uh, it is the way it's routed. It's routed up there, and um, the extra smoke. So Eli's just frying clutches. He is yep. a absolute clutch eater. So the, mm-hmm. the smoke has been there all year long. The steam has been there all year long. It's from the it's from the clutch. It's from him uh, heating it up and holding it up. But they, I guess, apparently, you know, maybe in the in the uh, in the in the swapping of the motors after the heat race, they had led it somewhere differently and it was pinched or something, and that was it was all coming from the breather hose. It was never an issue with the bike. It was just, but the but it was routed wrong or pinched or something was going on with it from what I from what I gather. So it did okay. look a little more serious for sure. So um, but it wasn't actually uh, a, or like a real threat of breaking. No, is what no, you're saying? no, it was not. No, yeah. it was all still yeah. his clutch. But the way it was coming out was maybe hitting the shock or something. You know, um, yeah. I talked to Eli. Uh, uh, he was at the press conference, obviously, and he stuck around and did quite a few interviews, which, you know, those top dudes like that, they do it from time to time. They don't do it every week. So, yeah, I interviewed him, and I said, I'm like, look, dude, we have heard 5,000 theories of what's been wrong here the last few weeks, many of them coming from me. I'm just telling you, if you've heard anything from me, that's 100% yes, <laughs> coming from me. Like, we are all freaking out. Uh, are you going to retire? Are you burnt out? Are you done traveling? Are you not motivated anymore? And he's like, no, no. He's like, I'm, of course, I don't like traveling. Nobody does. But I'm not done. I'm not retiring. I've yep. got goals. I'm yep. not, you know, any less motivated. Nothing like that. He's like, I just, when I feel right, I feel right. He's like, it's just comfort. I'm like, is it you or bike or both? He's like, both. I don't know. We just have a very small window. There's some times where we, the track is perfect and it works, but we need to be able to be able to on all the tracks. And, uh, you know, it, I hate to say it's set up. But at least it appears that this isn't the harboring of Eli's going to announce his retirement at the end of the year, which, again, out of all the crazy theories, that was definitely one that was out there. It was my Bradshaw 93 theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's at least calmed that down, I think, a little bit, which is, right. which is good. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean it. Uh, yeah, it, it's definitely been an up and down season. But uh, I mean, one one mistake from Webb, and I'm, of course I'm on the record of saying this is Webb's, and I still believe it. But one mistake, JT, and, and the United Homa could bring this thing home. Yeah, but you just I'm, – I'm starting to fall in line with you guys where it's, it just seems like it's Cooper's year. I mean, he just can't find a way to talk or have a mistake that costs him. You know, in the, in the heat race, the first heat race, he goes down, and you're like, here we go. Yep. This could be an opportunity because maybe he gets a bad gate pick and maybe that causes a bad result. And Marvin had looked great all day. But nope. Nope. Those guys have a horrific get-off and then a red flag, and then, lo and behold, Webb has the whole shot the next time around for the heat race. It's like he just can't mm-hmm. he just can't find a way to make a mistake, and that's, that's great for him. I'm sure he's loving it. But for the other guys, they just have to be beside themselves, and they're causing their own problems. You know, Marv crash, and we'll get into that. But, uh, you know, Cooper's doing everything right, and the other guys cannot – seem to find a way to uh, negate that. They just they seem to be doing something wrong every time. And, and even if Cooper's not the fastest guy, he doesn't even win the race, and he still extends his points lead. It's, it's truly unbelievable how well things are going for him right now. If Roxon doesn't crash, he wins, though? Are we all in agreement? Oh, yeah. Well, yes, but I would have loved to see those two get out front because Eli was riding really well. Mm-hmm. Really well. I do think Kenny was the fastest guy, uh, but I think we would have at least gotten some excitement there because the way Eli was riding, we don't know if Eli could have gone faster than he was going. You know, he kind of was checked out there after a bit. Yeah. Uh, but I have to give credit where it's due, and Kenny was – he seemed to be on a different level all day. Um, so, yes, I if, you know, pressed, I would say that was Kenny's race to lose. Uh, Savachi also, of course, Joey goes down, uh, dislocates his shoulder. I think he'll be out for Supercross, I would think, huh, JT? I don't know. He posted uh, – he put, he was in a sling this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but then he posted – I saw him comment on a couple of people, you know, I'm sore, but I'll be all right. So, I don't know. That's a good mm-hmm. question. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he, he'll probably go get an MRI tomorrow, I would assume. That's pretty yeah. normal for a shoulder dislocation and find out oh, yeah. what is what, what the ligament damage is. Um, and then they'll have to make a decision. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that's true. If, uh, if there's no damage, I could see him absolutely still still racing Supercross. Uh, he was good, Weech. He uh, he won the heat, and he was right ahead of Kenny, of course, uh, in second. Webb whole shot the main. Um, Joey was good. Kenny was good. Both guys just, ah. Yeah, that was a bummer. I mean, the, we'll get to Roxanne here in a second, but it's too bad because Savachi obviously has had an awesome season going. I mean, yeah, maybe – Maybe he's not going to be out for that long, or maybe he'll at least be back for outdoors. Or you know, they do have a weekend off after Denver, right? So that that could help in this situation. But it just sucks because he's definitely got momentum going. And by the way, I would have to assume Savachi is probably in the middle of trying to get deals for next year. I mean, he keeps being brought up as a potential option, potentially because his deal he only had a one-year deal, so everybody mm-hmm. knows he's got to get something. So that probably doesn't probably not good timing for that. It probably won't affect it, but. You would think if you were him, you'd be a little bit like, ah, this is really not what I need. Yeah, I, you know, I could be two weeks away from signing a deal, and then this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that uh, sucks for him. As for Roxton, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> that could not have been. There was nothing. He did nothing. He did nothing wrong. It's bizarre. Yeah, no, it, like, it, yeah. I texted a little bit with Courtney, his wife, after the race, and mm-hmm. she said, "We're just we're we're laughing at this point. What else can happen?" Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What else? Like yep. lightning strike or, 
you know, I, I don't know. I guess the Honda hasn't broken yet. The, you know, hasn't hasn't had a bike issue yet. So I, mean, I don't. Yeah, we got to throw in one of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely been bizarre um, for Kenny for not winning this for not winning his first Supercross since since before his injury. It's amazing. Unless you want to count his speed in the whoops, especially oh. in that heat race. Oh my God, JT, you want to you want to go off on that? Like his whoop speed was ridiculous. Yeah, but it's. I feel like it's been this way for a little bit, and I, I feel like it's. Uh, they have something figured out with the bike because remember going back to Seattle, how good he and Cole Seeley were in those whoops too. Yep. Uh, it, it obviously showed up this weekend and, and they deserve tons of credit. I mean, he was incredible in that heat race in the whoops, but I feel like they're on to something uh, with, with their setup or with confidence and all that's kind of snowballing together. Um, but, you know, they, they have been doing a ton of testing. I know Trey Kennard has been very involved in that. Uh, so, Regardless of what the the cause of it is, um, they're they're both showing positive signs of, of progress here. Marvin Muskan, not a positive night for him. Crashed in the whoops before the uh, finish in the heat race, and uh, and crashed in the whoops in the main, the other set. So definitely, definitely a rough night for Marv JT. Whoops. Yeah, and it's crazy. He was uh, he was riding so well. Um, I didn't. Man, of all the things you think that's going to cost Marv, jumping through the whoops isn't one that you would point to. Uh, but he just blew it. Um, he he made up for a horrible heat race and was in second place, which was phenomenal job of him kind of overcoming that. Um, and I he was behind Cooper, and I'm like, okay, well, this is the scenario he wanted. He's got every chance here to win the race. And Kenny's having a good night. Eli's in the mix now. He was top five. So maybe both of those guys can get up there and pass Kenny, and he can make up some serious points here. But nope, second lap, he makes a silly mistake that I would say and, and crashes in the whoops. And, yeah, I mean, it's he, he did really well to come back to seventh. I'll give him that. Um, or was it seventh or eighth? I can't remember what he ended uh, up. Sixth. Six. 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 Oh, yeah. wow, okay. Well, he rode really well to get there. I'll, I will give him credit for that. But I still think this is just another – check in the in the list of missed opportunities for Mark. This is just another one. And there have been several this this season where he could have made up points and it went the other way instead of making up points. He actually lost more. I was actually surprised he was trying to jump that set. I know they were big and they were tough. They were giving guys trouble all day. But they looked No, a- I think that was the line. I think that was he was absolutely doing the best line for him. He just screwed it up. He just absolutely screwed it up. Well I don't know. I I didn't see many guys jumping him. I really didn't. I didn't see. I saw a lot of guys. I mean, every two fifty, every two fifty guy was jumping. Yeah, but for he was he guys. was doing it in practice. He was going uh, the line. He was he was trying to line up, which is what he was doing in practice. Was roll the roll in and go three four. He had that pretty dialed, but he was kind of doing a three three one or a three four or a three two two all all day and all night. Did Did you see him launch off the last one and double the the, the lip of the next one? The, yeah, the single? it was pretty slow. Oh, yeah, no, no. It was, it, was, it, was, it was cool to watch, but it was slow. Yeah, it, it, no, it didn't work. I just think he was like, oh, shit, you know, and then, and then, and then the, the, he had to get over a tall one for the next triple, right? Yeah, he, he was kind of blitz, blitzing through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was cool to watch, and it just, uh, you hate to say it, but whoops are costing him. It cost him last year. He hurt himself at Houston. It, it cost him this weekend in a way you wouldn't have thought so. Jumping is kind of his thing. I mean, he's the best in the world at it from what I can see. But, uh, yeah, just he got it wrong. 
Uh, Osborne with a career best fifth. Good job for Zacho. Uh, steady race. Uh, it's held his his line the whole time. It was it was really really good. Dino was fourth. Uh, Weege and and Dino was up there in the mix a little bit. He did get dropped just a little bit by those guys. I want to see uh, what the what was the verdict of uh, time here? But um, so I mean I don't know like if you're Dean if you're like uh, yeah he was five seconds back of Webb. I guess that's not too bad. But he was in the mix, and then he kind of rode by himself in fourth. But that's where we're at with Dean. We're just, uh, hey, you were in podium spot, and then uh, and then you got fourth. So, I, it, you know, it was a good, good ride. Yeah, he was ahead of Baggett for a decent amount of the main, and then obviously Baggett finished ahead of him, and then Webb also. Uh, so he lost a little bit of time. But, you know, I, I think this is – you cannot possibly say that, you know, you're expecting too much more than this. Like no, getting fourth no. – those guys are really good. I'm sure he'd love to beat Baggett. I'm sure he'd love to beat everybody and win a race. But this is definitely not where you can be like he's underperforming or he's subpar. Uh, and this, you know, I was pretty harsh on the Dean hype at the beginning of the year because I, I hadn't seen these types of rides in a long time, and I didn't know if they were coming back. But the last couple of weeks, and then you can throw in Anaheim 1, although it really appears that Anaheim 1 was a crazy aberration in, like, every possible way. So maybe just take that out. But these last three or four weeks, it's like, finally, I have not seen this Dean in, I don't know, maybe even four years. So that's yep. really good for him. Um, oh, uh, by the way, Dan Truman, our buddy, uh, he, we were, I was talking to him before the race, before the main event. He said it's going to be Webb, Webb, Roxon, Savachi. And it was, at some point, Webb, Roxon, and Savachi looking great. And I'm just like, oh, Dan, just called it. <sighs> just, just some weirdo, rando uh, order of racing. So... Uh, or maybe called Dino. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but it was he nailed it. And I was like, look at this. It's like a perfectly going to happen for this Dan guy. Um, oh, by the way, so let's talk about Baggett. I, didn't, I skipped over him a little bit. Um, good job for Wilson and Zacho. Uh, I thought Blake was a little nice with Webb. He, he he probably has to be JT. He can't go be really super aggressive. You know, he's not. Gonna, he doesn't have a shot at this title. But obviously, uh, he wants to do as good as he can. But he was a little nice with Webb. I thought he had more speed. Yeah, he was, and and I think uh, I think it's fair to say he was very cautious around Cooper, but that's kind of how these things work, you know. For for Marvin, he's in a championship fight, and you're not going to see that caution like with Blake. But Blake knows, you know, Cooper's leading the championship, and it's to me, it's no different than exactly what uh, Zach Osborne was doing last week in Houston. If the pass was there and you could make it very cleanly and there's no chance of contact or anything, then great. But if not, you probably shouldn't pull the trigger in this situation when everybody's counting on Webb, you know, needing to win this championship for KTM. Mm -hmm. So it's a tough spot to be in because for Blake, deep down, he doesn't care about Cooper Webb. You know, he could care less if Cooper wins the championship or not. But on a professional level, he understands the big picture and, you know, on a – a big picture level, they're all kind of working together to make sure KTM secures the championship. Uh, Weez, did you interview him after the race? Baggett? Yeah. No, I, I only your... really had time to do uh, – well, you only really can have time to get one guy. Oh, because uh, that's... But he was hilarious in wow. the press conference. He was great. And he was on fire with me in my post-race stuff. Like, Oh, you got him – he was back in the pits? Yeah, he was back in the wow. pits. He was talking about how he ate spam all week, bacon-flavored spam. <laughs> He was drinking a 5150 energy drink, not with water. He wanted to meet to verify that for everybody. Um, yeah, he was <laughs> he was absolutely on fire. So take a listen to it. Um, you know, he brought up you know my that I, I am CNN, and he doesn't know if he wants to give me the interview. He only wants to talk to Fox News. 
So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. In the press conference, he was good. Anyone that watches, we have the link on Racer X every week, so we have it right now. Uh, mm. it's, it's become, honestly, if he doesn't say something funny in the press conference, yeah. it's, we're going to have, like, Tomac-level yeah. theories of, like, what's wrong with him? Right. Why is he not being funny? That's, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, good job for Baggett. Uh, his teammate Bogle was good all day. Bogle was fourth for a little bit. I think he ended up eighth overall, but he was feeling it. He would look good. He was like right away. JT he did the three three along the uh, the rhythm lane after the first turn. Um, one of the only guys to do that. He didn't finish the last one, but man, Bogle was good all day. I don't know if it was the. I don't think it was the dirt. JT, I asked him about that, and he he totally shot your theory down. But um, whatever it is, do that. Keep doing that again, Bogle. Yeah, he looked good. I don't. I don't know what to attribute it to. Um, obviously, you know that he, he says the dirt. It wasn't the dirt. That's that's okay. But uh, Just, he was good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the whoops, the whoops are generally not something he's he's been exceptional at. He's okay. You know, he's fine. But I thought he looked really good in them. And to get a good qualifying time in the afternoon, you needed to be really good in them. And I watched him over and over, and he was picking his line. He was kind of going out of the way to get the line he wanted. But it was working, and he was constantly on the board all day. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's not really where he's been. So uh, I don't know what the difference was. Maybe he knows and he doesn't want to share it. But whatever it is, he needs to, he, to continue to do that. He just says he's feeling more comfortable on the bike. He's giving – his, his explanation – because he's been good lately, right? And I've talked to him. And mm-hmm. he's giving traditional rider, you know, speak – Feeling better on the yeah. bike, you know. And you're like, okay, well, it's thirteen, it's fourteen weeks, you know. But what it, you can't deny. But he it. looks, yeah, I mean, he looks so much better. I mean, it's not even close. I know, but fourteen like weeks, the, fourteen weeks. To, to, well, yeah, I, I have no idea what the di- huge right. difference is now. Right. But it's a it's a big difference. I mean, we haven't seen that level out of him other than the mud in San Diego. Yeah. I mean, not not really even close. Yep. Um, Weege, anything on Bogle? I talked to him a little bit after the first practice. He just said the track was jumpy and it was kind of technical, and that works for him. Uh, the track was oddly challenging. I don't know if people, if you could see it from TV necessarily or the track map. You know, it wasn't like any of the jumps were massive, but it did seem like the overall combination of it being slippery and mm-hmm. like slippery in some areas and then rocky in other areas, and the jumps everybody kept telling me were sharp. Uh, the whoops were definitely tricky. I think. You know, Bogle does have technical skills, so I think that kind of almost like perked him up a little bit. Like, hey, I can have fun with this. Right. And that, that kind of got him in the right frame. JT was definitely, I think, more difficult than it looked from talking uh, to a lot of riders. I got, I got Vegasy from a few guys. It's hard yeah. pack and dusty like yep. Vegas. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I think in practice, for sure it was. Uh, it wasn't. It was slippery at night, but not Vegas. I mean, there's no way it was Vegas slippery at night. Um, but it was... It was technical. Um, I, I don't think it was all that difficult. I think it's just you had to kind of be on your game every lap, and it really paid off to be really precise. Uh, if you hit every jump, every lap, it was. Uh, I like important. You know, I like the rhythm, the second rhythm lane on those tables where you went over the tables, or if you screwed up and and couldn't catch it, couldn't triple in, you would go on on, or you go on and over. Like it was all about the same. You know, if, if you screwed it up, if you couldn't triple in, but I like that. That's cool. It's it's options, right? And it's a it's a neat visual of a guy going big in the air over the table to a guy going on on or whatever. Like it's it's I like that ri- rhythm lane. That was pretty cool. That's exactly what Bogle said. He's like it just has options. I think like if you think about Bogle, he's not a 
guy who's like going to go to like the gnarliest, roughest motocross track in the world and just out tough people because he's like just big, strong, physical guy. Like I think his specialty is technical jump combinations yeah. and being creative. And uh, I mean, we've been criticizing the beginning of the year. The tracks kind of were good for that. They haven't been so much lately, so this one seemed to work for him. Uh, Bowers ten. Blows 11th, just grinding it out, JT, working man heroes. Just 10th and 11th for those two. No? Nothing? You got nothing for me? JT's not there. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't know you you were asking me directly. He doesn't like Bowers or Blows somehow. Um, Uh, I I was actually surprised surprised at Bowers how... He was in, you know, top ten most of qualifying. It's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Yeah. What did, what did he end up? Ten. Finish? Tenth. Ten, yeah. I actually thought he was maybe going to do a little bit better than that at right. some point. Uh, Blois was good, too. Um, but I think it's, it's part of it's just attrition, too. You know, we're losing guys left and right. Right. JG can't seem to stay on his bike. Savachi goes down. Bar- you know, came back through the pack. Barsha crashed out. Um, yeah, we're Ma- we're losing. The, I mean, young, it basically seems that Monster Yamaha is not even in this thing anymore. Monster, yeah, Monster Yamaha's had a rough couple of weeks. Weege, it's it's been bad. Oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They were a little excited. I talked to Jimmy Perry a little bit, the team manager. Barsha had actually been able to ride during the week, which uh-huh. hadn't happened in a while. Yep. But this is a whole this is a whole new injury, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how serious <laughs> it is, but yeah. but and and JT he wears fly racing, but this JG thing, I mean, this is. The 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 plane has yeah, crashed. The I, plane I has crashed into the mountain, Lebowski. Yeah, I don't know, man. You just hope that either he can find a way to slow down a little bit and just finish the races, or I know they hired him for a reason. They need a guy out there, but man, you just hope he doesn't hurt himself. Like that's that's the next step of this process. You keep crashing like this. The same with Forkner. Like you can't keep wadding it up over mm-hmm. and over and over and yeah. keep walking away. Um. Well, it took three weeks, but Josh Grant got me in Pulp Mix Fantasy. Finally, got, got, he got a lot of people for the first two, uh, and he got me too this week. So I feel I feel honored uh, he's completed that sweep for, for everybody. It's not gone well, though, for sure. And Hill, of course, pulled out with a back injury. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, by the way, also, too, speaking of fantasy, uh, having Ryan Brees and um, uh, Starling and, and having them going at it in the LCQ together for the last two spots, along with the LaFrancois guy, that's the, that's pressure, JT, right there. Yeah, I was uh, I was on the edge of my seat. Um, I think you even texted and said you lost five years off your life yes. after that race. I can't I can't do, I can't um, do that. Yeah, I can't I can't do that. Yeah, I held my breath. I held my breath for uh, five minutes plus one lap. <laughs> <laughs> you were very strangely, oddly, very confident though after the heats. I said, "Hey, do you have Brees and Starling?" You're like, "Yeah, we're good." We're good. They were the next fastest guys. We're good. Yeah, well, they had <laughs> they kind of had Lefrancois covered big time in the in the heat, yeah. so I wasn't worried. Uh, but then it wasn't that way in the LCQ. It was any, every man for himself. So. Yes. So they pulled it out. Um, yeah, JT, you weren't, a, you, weren't, you weren't necessarily a fan of the 800 and some of his moves with Coop and well, Marv. No, and Marv. Well, and Coop. Well, he, yeah. He, he, I mean, in the, in the main event, or was it the heat race? It was the heat, heat race, race. Heat race. With Marv, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, you're going to you're gonna punt the guy that's trying to battle for the championship. You're going to punt him off the track as a part-timer. You know, like, what are you doing? Like, I don't. Racing hard, I really man. Think it was Racing hard. Great. Yeah, that, that's great. 
Yeah, I don't know if they showed it on TV, everyone, but it was not too far removed from what Justin Cooper did to to Sexton, unless he didn't go down, but it was the same turn, same same basic thing. And it was like, what what is the point of this? You're not <laughs> – He's probably going to get, and he did end up getting by him anyway. But it does lead to this, Steve. Oh, you want yes. to talk about the whoops? Yes. So talk about this. Marv's not good in the whoops. He's struggling a little bit, and he's after the incident. He's he's catching up to Mike, and they're going at it a little bit, and they come up to the section of whoops before the finish. And if there's one guy in in that in that race that Marv you think would have covered in the whoops, be Michael Lessie. But oh no, oh no, the eight hundred. Got him, pulled him a little bit even in the whoops, and we were like, "Oh, there it is." There, he cannot. Marv cannot beat maybe the worst elite rider of the sport in the whoops in the history of the sport. That couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Factory KTM, all this testing, round fourteen for him. Mike's part-time fill-in guy. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, they entered the whoops. Marv was like, maybe his front wheel was up to Mike's back wheel. They yeah. were on the left and right side. He had plenty of room. You're like, okay, he's only got to make up three quarters of a bike length on yep. him to set something up, and he didn't. Couldn't gain an inch. He maybe lost an inch. I couldn't believe it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was everything that, that encapsulated whoop whoop issues right there. Uh, past and present. Past and present. So, it, uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was a funny moment a little bit. Um, all right. Uh, Politelli made it again. Good job for him. Alex Ray's hometown race. I went by the Hep truck. I don't know. Weesh, did you go by there? Uh, he was absolutely being swarmed by the fans. It was it was amazing. Oh really? Oh yeah. Wow. It, was, it was amazing. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty amazing. A Ray hometown Tennessee zone. He was asking me where he ranked in Tennessee's greatest riders, and I had him third, but I could only name three. I said <laughs> I said you're not as good as Nate Ramsey, and not as good as um, uh, oh shit, who was the other guy? Mike Brown. Uh, Mike Brown. Sorry, Mike Brown. I said, you're not as good as Mike Brown and Nathan Ramsey, so I guess you're third all time. JT, do you have a ranking of Tennessee's greatest? Uh, it's difficult. Um, Ramsey's got East Coast title or West, West Coast? West Coast titles. So. No, but, but, I uh, okay, gotta... but Ramsey and Brown are better than A Ray. This is all acknowledged. Oh, but but yeah. is there a third? Is there, there. Is there a third? Um, I can't think of one. He's got to be. He's got. I mean, there. We're probably going to get yelled at by some old timer that we're not thinking about. You know, that was great in 1975. Um, but yeah, I mean, in modern current riders, he's got to be third, right? Was, where, that doesn't say a lot for Tennessee, but where was Hans Neal? Was he from Tennessee? Yeah, but he. I don't even know if he made okay. 125 main events really. All right. Okay. So a race. A race, the third best Tennessee rider of all time. If someone knows somebody who's not, please um, tweet me, and uh, and we'll see. What, Somebody's going to come in. Somebody's going to come in with somebody. Right. I know right. it. Okay. Well, congrats to A-Ray. Um, yep. So Yamaha's might be screwed. I don't know. Barsha could be out. I'm not sure how serious that is. We need to find that out. Uh, and Grant's not going well. So, yeah, those press releases, uh, It's a just the press release was just an, another tough night for Monster Yamaha in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> so. Can they call in Phil if they need... Well, need, Phil, need somebody? Phil just got fourth in Arena Cross, so I don't know how that, well that's going right now. So, well, I got the update from him on oh. a separate uh, text thread I'm on. Okay, he uh, says he got the whole shot, and then Gerke hit him uh, harder than he's been hit in quite some time, and then a bunch of cuss words were thrown in, mm-hmm. but more of like a "damn, he hit me hard," but not in an angry way. Like I think there's a certain, as much as Phil does the uh, throat slit gesture and gets super mad and wants to kill people all the time. Yeah. 
You know, I think there's a certain uh, gamesmanship. You know, Gerke's been at this for a long time, just like Phil. Yeah. I don't think he thinks of him as a as a as some dumb uh, 250 class kid. Yeah, some punk kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think he said it in a disrespectful way, and he still got fourth. That was the the, the word I was getting from the Canadian series was that Gerke looks really good. He's not he's mm-hmm. not injured. He's on a Cowie now, and Matt Gerke still going strong. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anything else on 450s? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick. Rick, anything? <laughs> no? All right. Um, thanks no, to, I think we covered it. Okay. Thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. We did a live pitch show this past weekend uh, with Damon Bradshaw and Justin Brayton, who was there hanging out. I lost 20 bucks to Justin Brayton on Ryan Sipes, by the way. We'll get into that. Uh, so flyracing.com, 5 o'clock this Saturday in Denver. Weather permitting, JT? Yeah, we'll see. Weege, do you want to weigh in on this weather situation for Denver, or...? How do you feel? Yeah, it's going to be fine. <laughs> yep. All right. yep. Okay. No problem. Um, no problem. So 5 o'clock at the WPS Fly Racing Hospitality. Uh, come by. We'll, we will be there, JT, myself. Uh, we will do a live pitch show from, uh, from, the, uh, from, the, from the race this, this Saturday night. So Brayton and Bradshaw were there. Bradshaw was good again. Oh, geez, he's good. Bradshaw. Um, thanks, Fly Racing. Uh, Maxis, Alpine Stars, Slick Wash as well. Um, all on board of the podcast, and so is Race Tech. Race Tech nineteen is the code to save. You know who uses Race Tech, Weege? Who? Chris Blos. Whoa! Yeah. Well, that, you can't get a better endorsement than that. No, you can't. And and he's been absolutely killing it. Um, so Chris Blos, yes. everybody. I've been hearing this. Chris, give Chris Blos a ride, and I get it. Everyone loves the guys that are older. He's not getting a ride. He's too old. He's had chances. I'm sorry. Um, he's riding great. He's killing it, but. I just can't Wait, see it. Hold on, Tyler Keefe. No, he's thirty. This is, he's, this is literally everything you're against. No, no, he's thirty. <laughs> he's. I'm so confused. Because Thank he's. You, what the hell are you talking about? He's. People want to like Mitch to give him a ride, or Tyler Keefe. Right. Or, what the hell are you talking about? No, no, he's. He, I honestly, I, I just think he's too old. I think I don't know if it's going to happen. Oh my God, Weege, please get in I, here. I cannot even believe you are driving the troll train. You are literally. Troll. You didn't, actually, you didn't drive the troll train. You built the troll train, and then you actually drove it out of the factory and Troll's delivered it. Troll is four years. Wanted to get on it. Four, year, four years younger. Troll is four years younger than, than you. Close. What about Marty? Oh God, here we go. <laughs> and we're going to talk a lot about Marty. This what is. I, what about everybody gonna, that you've ever named? I listen. Listen. I, I believe this. I, listen. I'm responding to my tweets that say Mitch needs to give him a ride. But are that, you saying that Mitch has probably got some amateurs locked up? That's good for Mitch. Yeah, are you, you yeah, that out there? exactly, exactly. Like it's not going to happen, and whether I care or not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I can't even. I'm so confused. Uh, uh, I want I, some sort of chart you, to draft. No, because I, because <laughs> what the hell is going on? Well, because I mean, do you think that I? I just advocate no matter what. No, you have to take it case by case. And, and Alex Martin outdoors is, is phenomenal. I mean, he's he's got podium after podium outdoors. I mean, Alex is a different guy than Chris Blose. I don't know where that. But wouldn't you wouldn't you feel that he would be a perfect candidate to be on Troy Lee TLD KTM next year? Sure. Like, I, I feel like that's everything okay. you've ever fought for. Sure, sure. But will it happen? That's what I'm addressing. Does anyone? No, you just said it do, shouldn't. Do either one of you think it's going to happen? No, it isn't going to happen. No. But your argument in the past has been that you were angry that it wasn't yeah, going to happen. But, but, and now suddenly you've put down the sword and you're just like, oh, it's not going to happen. What's the big deal? It's not going to happen. I'm just telling you people, like, B- 
be ready for this because there's a Chris Blows undercurrent on Twitter, and he's riding great. He's killing it. He is riding great. But few people, it's not going to happen. Uh, yes, I, but I, I don't understand I how that doesn't upset you. You're usually mad about it. No, this. because he's 32. And, and what does he have for outdoor results? Like you got to take yeah. a guy outdoors, right? That that counts, right? Motocross still counts. Weech, real racing, hashtag real racing. I mean, you you usually say it's all that counts. Most of your arguments is all that counts. What what outdoors is all that counts? No, yeah, stop yeah. it, stop it. Is not that. It is, <laughs> it is not that. Um, it is with Phil and it is with Amar. Phil Phil's well, Amar's. Uh, well, I'm picking the absolute worst. Week. I am picking the last. I am picking the worst weekend to defend Amar right now because what, yeah. what we saw yeah. on Saturday night. Was I'm very, I, to, I, I sat next to Suzuki's own Chris Wheeler, uh-huh. and uh, let's just say it wasn't going well for, for old Chris. No. He was not having a joyful trip to Nashville, No, which is one of those races that, well, it was, it was Supercross Futures, so we'll give him a pass, but it was kind of in that New York vein where, like, everybody shows up to Nashville because it's the new one. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, I kept looking over at him uh, questioningly. You know, just do you have any answers for what's happening out of the racetrack? No. As Ryan Sipes was pulling away from him, and uh, you, yeah. I could just feel that he did not want me to look over at him yeah. during no, this time. He didn't. He didn't. By the way, he told me a story of the, this. Is I don't know. This is Fry kid. Is he any good? He's an amateur kid. I saw him at the, the Daytona race. Uh, now that he's not on Suzuki, which I'm, I think is the story you're about to tell. Yeah, uh, and he was. Unreal good. Like, I remember seeing him before and okay, being like, well, well, yeah. not, so, not really noticing either way, but all of a sudden now, oh, my God, he was good. So, obviously, Wheeler's, yeah. Wheeler's bias. He's Suzuki, so maybe I'm not getting all the facts. You know, maybe I'm just getting a slanted view of one side. Tom Baggett would be very happy about that. But um, it's just disgusting. It's just disgusting that he, what these amateurs are doing. <laughs> these amateur parents, these amateur – it's disgusting. Ethically, morally, it, it's absolutely – I, and again, I, I'm not going to get right into it because I don't know the whole story. I don't even know this freaking kid. But I, I've known I've known Wheeler for 20 years. Stand up guy. We all agree with that, right? All three of us on the phone. Stand up guy. Yeah. I mean, not awesome. not yep. you yeah. know. Sometimes some agents, you're like, yeah, sure, okay, buddy. Like, there's people in the pits mm-hmm. that you're you're like, I can't believe you. I'm sorry, I just cannot believe you. Right. Uh, Wheeler's and not. You, tell, you, you are the one that tells them to their face this. Yeah, yeah. But and, and Wheeler is one guy that I would never say that to. Like, he is. Yeah, I feel. I feel like he's an upstanding, solid dude. So maybe, but if he, if what he told me was correct, it's just, just oh my god, the system is so horribly fucked up. It is so fuckered. I'm so glad you're I back, just, man. I, cannot... I was about to take all the Tomac theories and apply them to you when you just Stop completely it. sidestep I just, the Chris Blow situation. Listen, uh, it's it's just I, all right. Pulp, Race Tech 19, or Pulp 19 is the code <laughs> at racetech.com. All right, Chris Blow is using Race Tech is killing it. All right, um, and hey, th- here's I'm going to sum this problem up like. I'm going to sum the problem up for Suzuki right now. This is this is the real issue. These amateur parents, as we know, they are ruthless. They are, you know, they are 100% out. They have a very small window, and they are selfish, and they are ruthless, and they're looking for what's best today. And I guarantee you, if you get even if you have a if you have no ride, the Suzuki thing is great. But you get a sniff. The kid is on Star Racing now. I guarantee you, they get a sniff of a chance of being on Star Racing. And unfortunately, this is the problem. It's like very top heavy, right? Like. Suzuki is not killing it in 250 or 450 Pro right now, so I'm sure they're like lining up to be like, "Oh, wait, we we gonna start racing." So, I know there might be contracts, and that's bad business and whatnot. But the problem is, yeah, that's this the, is the way these people work. But there's contracts. Yep. There's contracts. And guess yeah, and, I get it, but 
and guess unfortunately it all stems from if if Alex Martin was dominating the races or some Suzuki 250 guy was dominating the races this year this wouldn't happen that's what I think I just I, there's contracts you have a contract you signed this you said yes I, I will it. do this I get it I get it and and also yeah. guess what uh Fry uh years from now if Suzuki manages to rebuild themselves and turn into a great bike and a great team Guess who's probably going to be looking at you for your future and uh, saying, yeah, uh, beat it. One Chris Wheeler. So. Yeah, it is just how it works. It's very flavor of the month. You know, you're really trying to make plans that are four or five yeah, years yeah, out. It, it's but such they're a, not think, no, the parents don't think that way. They think who's winning a, today. We want to be on a, that bike. It's such a garbage system. It's garbage. Yeah. Gar- it's garbage by another team taking a guy with a contract, if that's true. If that's true, that's garbage that another team would be like, yeah, yeah we don't care. We don't care you have a contract. We are going to get you anyways. Like, really? There's, th- there's that, like, dishonor among the teams, among the people, among the OEMs? Like, really? Okay. I'm done. Yeah. And, again, I don't know anything about this Fry situation. I'm not even saying that's how it worked here. I just know how it normally works, wow. which is the parents see what bike is winning 250 motocross or supercross races today, and that's the one they want to be on. Oh, they're idiots. All of them. So. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the Chris Bose thing. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Uh, Forkner, uh, wow, yeah, Forkner. So this isn't great. Um, he, he, no, it's not great. Uh, not great. Okay, it's not great. So you want my you want my armchair orthopedic surgeon analysis? Yes. I'm going to take some serious liberties here, um, and I could be a hundred percent wrong. I want to put that on the front end because. I haven't even seen him in person, talked to him in person, anything, but having gone through two two knee injuries, let's say catastrophic knee injuries, uh, I have a pretty strong suspicion he tore his ACL. Um, and, and I think from, from reading his comments and talking to people that have talked to him, I think he did some serious damage in that first crash when he stuck it down. You know, there was a pivot on his knee, right before he kind of stepped off in the last loop there. I think he did the damage there, and it wasn't necessarily all the way torn. And then uh, he even made mention in his Instagram post that he went back out in the last practice. In the rhythm section, he did something that hurt it even worse. And I've been through that, where you've injured yourself, and then you kind of finish it off, whether it's partially torn and you finish the tear off, or you tear more meniscus. The word um, the word we got was he was screaming in pain in that third practice. Yeah, like it, I have a very strong feeling that he's got a torn ACL and it's going to be uh, going to be a tough deal for him. I hope I'm wrong. Trust me, I hope I'm wrong. That kid has been phenomenal this year, but I've just been around this too many times. It's shades of uh, you remember when Villapoto tore his at Seattle, and I was saying he just tore his ACL, and you were yelling at me that Mike Fisher said he's fine. This is where I feel like I'm at again with this. Um, that was a uh, Reed Dordine, happened for the record, who completely lied to our oh, face. I'm sorry, but yes, I'm uh, sorry. Complete. I, I apologize. Like my... you... yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I don't know if Fisher was around that, but yes, um, you were correct, JT. We were lied to. He was head to ACL. So, well, I just yeah. I saw the crash with Bill Poto, and I'm like, I know what he did. You crawl off the track like that. You, it, it, if you've ever done it, you know the feeling and you know the reaction to it. And then yeah. they're every, you know, it's every, everybody's saying he's fine. He's not fine. And, well, and I applaud Austin Forkner in this situation. He's been pretty forthcoming today with saying, like, something's wrong. Like, there's, there is something very wrong with my knee. I don't know what yet. Uh, I think we need more of that. Like, I, I, 
I actually was like, man, that's pretty cool of him to admit like something's happening. Or and even, you we'll know, have to see what. Remember when Roxanne had a cast on his arm and blew us out for saying that he had a cast yeah, on his arm? No, I, I hate that. I, I hate I, I, that. I, I agree. It's not doing anybody any good. And listen, you're not, you're not helping anything. Listen, our buddy Weston Pike was denying he was riding. Why are you doing that, Weston? Why are you saying that? And he was telling MXA that I don't even like MXA, but I, I got their back on this situation. You were riding. They got a photo of you, and you're saying it's not you. Why? Why are you doing that? So, um, anyways. Uh, yeah, so these practice crashes, we each, they've, they've caught up to Forkner. They have. We've seen it all year long. We've talked about it over and over this week uh, or on this podcast and uh, caught up to him. Yeah, that is the thing. I, I absolutely agree with JT that it sucks that, uh, you know, he was clearly the best guy and everything was headed his way and this should have been his title and all that. So that is heartbreaking for sure. But, however, he was walking the tightrope and he was getting away with it uh, week in and week out and eventually caught up to him. I mean, it would be easy to armchair quarterback it and say, like, he had a points lead. He shouldn't have been risking it as much. But I don't know. I mean, he got sketchy in the whoops, which were tough on a lot of people. And, uh, you know, he could have landed on that tough block nine times out of ten and been okay. But he has been running the ragged edge in practice in general. And there's been at least three times I can remember thinking, dude, he was one inch away from being hurt bad, and he wasn't. So I guess partially this was due, but that's still – sucks i mean this was one of the most lights out seasons we've seen in a while and i think you're right jt uh i did see him you know briefly coming out of the truck and you know he couldn't even hobble like he was getting fitted for crutches and he couldn't put his leg down and yeah yeah i don't think this is a strain he's got two weeks to try to figure it out but yeah it it doesn't look good um and I'll, i'll tell you just just for people who have never been through this injury and and most of the people probably listening have dealt with some sort of injury it kind of happens in motocross but it's going to come down to one thing, and I've it's gone one of it's gone both ways for me um, with a torn ACL. If if it will stay in the socket, and what I mean of it, well, if it doesn't dislocate while he's riding, he has a chance. Um, if he can keep it stable, tape it, and it'll stay in place, he's got a chance to do it. If it will not, and it's going to dislocate, and I honestly think it dislocated in the rhythm section. That's what he was in so much pain about. Um, then he's screwed and he's going to have to get it fixed and there's just no way. And I've had one, I've had one where it stayed in and I was able to ride the season out and I've had the other where it was just a constant problem and never was right and I was nowhere near what I needed to be. So the next two weeks he's going to have, and I went through this, he's going to have to, the first step is get every bit of swelling out of it, try to calm it down. Um, and you can, you can inject. Uh, there's certain things that I don't know what the water code is on it, but there's certain things you can inject to help that. Uh, and then he's just in a week or two. He's just going to have to try and see how it goes, and and if it'll stay, you know, well, God bless him and give it a shot. But I don't I don't think there's anybody on the planet that can tell you right now how that's going to go. So Sexton and Cooper will battle this thing out. We think for the title, uh, unless you know Forkner has a miraculous recovery, and neither one has won a race. Marty won this weekend. We'll get into that. But uh, there's a man in the press box this weekend who knows all about winning championships without winning a race, and he was there. And if Marty goes on a run here, and, I mean, it could happen. Look, I'm I'm team troll on this bet, but Marty said, well, actually, let's let's get into Sexton and Cooper. So um, both of those guys are, are going to be licking their chops, but you can't – you can be licking your chops for the title, Weege, but you can't do what Justin Cooper did to, to chase Sexton. Wasn't a smartest move I've ever seen. 
Like no, one of you two. I was two, worried about that. Yeah. I mentioned it when we were doing that fly show, fly radio in uh, the afternoon with pulp, Brayton. Pulp show. Uh, yep. yep. I don't know why it would be called pulp show. Um, I didn't know at that point we were still trying to figure out a fork and word race or not. They didn't really know for sure until about a half hour after that. But I was wondering what the atmosphere was with Sexton and Cooper. It'd be one thing to be like, oh my gosh, suddenly I'm in title contention, but they haven't even won a race either. So they've probably been feeling like, I'm due for a win, I'm due for a win, I've never won one. Oh my gosh, this also means I could get the first win and be the points leader and maybe win this title. That's a lot coming at you for the first time, and I was worried that one or both was going to not handle it well, and that's exactly what happened. Sexton didn't do anything wrong, but Cooper, uh, he was in the press conference. They, They didn't have any beef, but you could tell Cooper was like, yeah, man, it's on. We got a race. We're we're battling for the title, and I got to go for it, and I got to do whatever it takes. But it's like, dude, it's the first lap, and there's three rounds to go, and we don't even know Forkner's condition yet. Yeah, it's not quite that. We're and, not quite at that point, dude. And, and but I was afraid they'd do that, and they did. Yeah, and and again, like, you know, it's kind of funny that they did, they pulled that move, and they still got second and third. They ripped through the pack and got second and third. So you know, they kind of only lost one spot from where one of the one or two spots from where they probably should have finished, but um, so it wasn't like a total disaster. They both got second and third, but yeah, I mean, you can't, it's not a smart move by, by Justin Cooper. He's a good kid. He's a good dude and he'll learn from it, but yeah, like bro, just chill out. One of you guys will win this thing and, and you know, maybe not you, but may, you know, just calm down. So, um, but he's, but he's a rookie, I guess still in super cost. So, um, no, I think it's, uh, I think it's just, it's lack of experience. You know, this is his first ever real Supercross series, and now he's thrust into possibly a championship fight. So to think he's going to handle it perfectly or not get overexcited or not, you know, because I think he felt a little slighted by Sexton's original pass, which I don't think there was anything wrong with at all. But I think he was he was retaliating a bit um, from that pass. And, yeah, you want to just basically, if you're Will Hahn, you want to hit the pause button right there and, and yeah. talk to him and say, hey, it's the first one. Calm down. If you're going to beat him, you're going to beat him, but don't ruin your race right here. Don't do anything stupid. And unfortunately, that's you know you have young kids that have never been in that spot, and yep. that's kind of what happens. Um, so Marty. Marty wins. Marty's been having a neck problem from his crash last year. He came to California. He got it worked on. He's been having arms issues with his arms related to his neck, a lot of nerves in there and everything. And he said it helped him a lot. It fixed him. And um, damn it, maybe Marty can go on a run here, JT. Like, he looked good all day. He looked like the old Marty. When he says, like, hey, they fixed this neck problem and I feel better, it's hard not to believe him. It's hard not to be like, oh, yeah, because he was a different guy. He was a different dude. He was. And and I have no idea what to point to. If it's the neck, great. If it, you know, who knows. But he was absolutely a different rider than we've seen all season. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was the old Marty with minus any crashes or anything stupid. I mean, that that was the speed we're used to seeing from Marty, and we we're kind of scratching our heads as to where it was all year. Yeah, great, great uh, to see. It's great to see. Really happy. Marty got his neck figured out. <laughs> really happy. Listen, I don't think you could be as mad as Marty. You should be mad at your guy. I mean, whether Marty had a great night or not, I, I think he was going to lose points to Marty either way. Great job, Weege. Marty's figured it out. We're all real happy for him. I feel bad in these situations. And by the way, of course, we were just saying the riders should be more forthcoming. We completely and totally thought Marty was not in shape. He would have a just, you could almost mark it, like 
11 minutes into the race, he would just die. Well, he is, he is a bit thicker than he's been in the past, for sure. Okay. Yeah, maybe he is. No, he, he is. Th- okay. All right, he is. And then you hear, oh, he might not be racing next year, and you're like, okay, maybe he's not even really putting in the full 100% training effort, and you're seeing him fade badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, he, he got it fixed. Yeah, and then he gets his neck worked on, and then let, let alone the fade, or lo and behold, the fade is gone. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, he said he's still not quite 100% with the neck. I guess the problem was he tore his ACL last year. He didn't ride for, you know, six months to get that healed up. All his work was going into the knee, the knee, the knee, the knee. He didn't even realize the neck was still a problem until he started riding, you know, say around January. And then it was like, uh, I don't really have time to figure out what the problem is here. Uh, maybe when I go racing, it'll just be okay. Um, well, it wasn't. Pretty, sounds pretty nasty, really. Marty... Could Marty run the table? No pressure on no. Marty? No no anything? We got an east-west. Sexton's too good for that. I'm aware. Yeah. I'm aware. But Oh, you're saying Marty's going to put it to Ferrandis and AC? In Dude, Vegas also? I don't know. Just saying. Maybe he's back. He looked great. That's for sure. No, it's Sexton. Hey, what Sexton would have won that race last night. No. Yeah. yeah, he w- no because yeah. yeah, Marty was not in front of them. He, you know, he, he, yeah, he needed – I don't know if he catches and passes them if they don't take each other out. Marty, get, Marty gets a third. was way faster. Um, so who now, went- by the way, Marty, um, I don't know where you're going to stay on this, on, on this topic, Steve, because uh, you're really unpredictable today. But uh, he was asked in the press conference, like, we keep hearing that this could be your last season. I don't know who asked. It might have been Darkside or somebody. Are you coming back next year? And he basically said, I want a 450 ride. I want a 450 ride. I want a 450 ride. Basically saying, if I get a 450 ride, I'm racing again. I'm not racing the 250 class again. So hmm. that was a that was an awesome, candid response. Will be very interesting to see how that right. uh, transpires. It's really it's unfortunate. I know Steve, you'd claim that he probably has had chances and he's passed them up. We have no verification of this, but it is going to be a bummer if he just falls into this weirdo specific crack where it just made sense for him to be a highly salaried 250 rider forever, and no one will have ever considered him. I know there's always more good rides than riders than rides every year. You know, Dean Wilson didn't ever ride this year, but, I mean, it's probably not going to happen again. It's probably not. Next year's rough. If you look at yeah. if the guys available that Marty's yeah. going to have to compete with for the spot, it's, it's not yeah. a great year to be a free agent. Yeah. Um, probably not going to happen. All right. So – do you guys have a preference of Sexton or, for, or Cooper to win this? Oh, I like Sexton all day. Yeah. Imagine if, yeah. if Sexton and Cooper win this title with one win, right? They don't win the shootout, but they, somebody wins in New York, and then they get one win yeah, on the Yeah, but I, I, think, I think Sexton's been overshadowed by, you know, Forkner's been just so damn good. I think that the story gets taken away from Sexton about how good he's been, too. I mean, he's been he's been really great. He's just been a touch off of Austin, and that unfortunately takes all the headlines and all of the the attention. But I've been overwhelmingly impressed with Sexton this year. Uh, I think he deserves a lot of credit. And if he wins the title, you can't say he was the best guy. Uh, that's not fair. But he absolutely has had a great series. I mean, to come yeah. back and get second last night. I mean, that was yeah. say what you wow. want about the field. He rode incredibly well. Yeah, I think that says more about the field. I was going to kind of just talk about Peters and Hartraft. He rode well, but, like, man, like those Sexton and Cooper got to the front fast. They, they ate those they guys did. up, you know? They did, but if you, yeah. look at, you look at how close Sexton's been all year, you know, in, the, in most of Forkner's wins, 
Sexton was kind of lurking back there. And there was a time, you know, Arlington, we thought maybe Sexton was even faster. You know, it's been a long time since Arlington. But he's always been just a touch off, and it's probably very frustrating for him at times during the season to be so close yet so far with Austin winning everything. Um, but I, I just think there is a, there's a story there if he pulls this title off about, yeah, he was always in the shadows there, and we never really paid attention to how close he was until right. you know, it was time for him to shine. Peters uh, got fourth. Good ride for Peters. Hartraff fifth. Good job for Brandon. I tried to find him after the race, but I guess he went to the press conference week, so I didn't see him in the pits, but good job for Hartraft. Rode well. Yep, I talked to Hartraft and Cooper about racing each other because they're both from the same area, and apparently I think one of them is one year older than the other, which basically means they've raced every class against each other since 50s. That was pretty fun. Cooper took Hartraft's ride. Yeah, again, inaccurate. Okay. I know you're... I know your amateur scouting is impeccable. Mm-hmm. That was Challen Tennant. He took Challen Tennant's ride. Uh, I don't know. That's what I was told. Yeah. So, Okay. Yeah. But they're buddies. Um, I was hoping to get some heat, but they were buddies. Ryan Sipes came out. Look, first Supercross since 13 or 15? 15. Daytona. Uh, well, no. Daytona. The real Supercross. Yeah, not counting Daytona. So good job for him. Pretty good job. So it was 13. 13? Right? I don't know, bro. Good job for Ryan yeah. Sipes. That's crazy. Um I- he was good all day. Crazy how good he was. I lost money because I, I took 20 bucks that he would not finish in the top 10 because I thought his speed looked good, but I thought he got tired in Daytona and we'd get tired again. But good job for Sipes. Um, Mitchell Falk, JT, looked exhausted would be a nice word to say. He did. He rode really well, though. I mean, he was in second for a while, and, and honestly, I can't believe he didn't crash in the whoops before the finish. I mean, every single lap, it was touch and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it was definitely a step in the right direction. As far as the main event goes, practice was a complete nightmare. I mean, he was all over the damn place. But the main event, he got to start when he needed to. And then, yeah, the result I don't think was spectacular. I think he got ninth maybe. Uh, but if you're looking for any ray of hope, it was it was better in the main event at least. Uh, Alex Martin? I don't know what was going on. I have not texted him today. Normally we text. I, I, I'm, I'm, like the, uh, I'm like the angry girlfriend. I am not texting him. I've got a little bit of insight there, if you want it. Yes, yes. Uh, I heard they uh, made several bike changes throughout the day trying to get him up to speed, and uh, none of it really worked. He just never he oh. never felt like he was himself all day, and they changed the bike every time he went out, and he thinks it almost made it worse. Like, he never got used to yeah. anything. Thanks, Johnny. Throughout the day. Thanks a lot, Johnny. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, they blame him for sure. Yeah, um, definitely blame him. And uh, also, he um, um, he rode outdoors a lot. So yeah. maybe that's it. Those dicks at JGR getting ready for outdoors. You know, but I don't he, know. He never looked good. I mean, he never looked good. Like, that was just not his day or his racetrack. It was never good. It was, at any point, it was not really. good. It was not good. And now he's 10 back of Marty. Marty's got this neck problem fixed. Should I just go to California? Should I just go to Pro Circuit, like, on the off break? Or, or, or what? After Denver? Like, <laughs> uh, I think you might need to sabotage. You might need to clip the knee. Tanya oh, Harding. Oh, Brent Tunch, Tanya Harding? <laughs> yeah. Might be the only chance. Uh, it wasn't good, man. He was. He didn't look good. He couldn't push. He, he had nothing for these guys. Just, oh, man. Bailey was catching him. It's just so not Alex Martin. I'm, I'm crushed. I'm devastated. Terrible night. Um, It, it, it didn't even make up for... The Norn thing didn't even make up for that. And and what I'm talking about is I had Freddie Norn and Pulp Mix Fantasy. Norn is always a gamble. Uh, he's a racer if he can get in and do well. But other than that, he's a gamble. And um, uh, Justin Thompson crashed 
with five feet to go in the heat race in ninth to put Freddie Noren in the main event. Absolute gift from the gods for fantasy. And I couldn't, I can't even enjoy it because I'm so upset about Amart. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Uh, I'm devastated. Yeah, this, this thing is, what's happened? Uh, anyways, uh, John Short, good job for John Short, 13th. What else? Anything else? Two of you guys. Osby crashed out. Bummer for him. Stephen Clark, Adam Wheeler's favorite rider, was up there at one point with all the carnage. Yeah, he was third on yep. the first lap. Yep. We were so pumped for, for our guy, Adam Wheeler, who was at the race. Uh, our, our English GP correspondent. Yep. Uh, didn't last very long. Also, Kyle Peters. Kyle Peters was in that battle. Yeah. It was like the podium was completely up for grabs. I did not think that Cooper and no. Sexton were going to get second and third. So it was like, who is going to end up on this podium? Is it going to be Peters? Is it going to be uh, Clark? Uh, Hart Falk? Yeah, Falk. Yeah, Hart Raff, yep. Falk. Yeah. Um, and don't forget, Cooper went down again. So, yes. like, that's what I mean. I, this class is not that deep. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot for these guys to deal with first yep. first time in their lives, yep. um, and all coming at them. I mean, actually, Mathis, you and I saw Will Hahn as we were walking into the stadium, like during opening ceremonies, and um, I think I think I think I was like, yeah, we just, I just forked us out, and uh, I don't think he knew. I don't think no, he, he didn't knew. know. He didn't know. Yes. No. Right, so that's just, I mean, they don't even know what the heck is going on as far as the actual title, uh, or if Forkner's even going to race, can I win tonight, am I, oh my God, am I going to make all these points? That's just a lot to be coming at you mm-hmm. uh, during the day. It's not like they had a week to prepare yeah. for this. All right, I got to I gotta go. I'm upset now. I got to go. Anything else in 250s? <laughs> the Amar thing just ruined you? I just, I, I got to, we're meeting some friends for dinner. Weimer's in town, so we're going to meet up right. with Jake, and, and we're going to do the Pulp Mech show tomorrow night, and That's cool. I might get Phil on, and I might get Amart on the show even, and uh, just start yelling at Amart. Just start unbelievably <laughs> just yelling at him, so. It's very, <laughs> that would we'll be a good idea. After a, we have a lot to talk about after a snowy Denver Supercross. Oh, boy, here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, gosh. Let, let us know, JT, please. Um, <laughs> thank you to Fly Racing. Conflicting report. Thank you to conflicting reports right now. One showing chance of snow, another one's showing sunny. But one thing we one thing I can tell you it's gonna be cold. I can tell you that it's gonna be cold. Thank you, Fly Racing. Thank you, uh, Alpine Stars Maxis, Slick Wash. Uh we got a live show in Denver coming up this week, everybody. Uh tickets are selling well. Um but Friday night, Oriental Theater, seven to nine PM. Tickets start at twenty bucks. Weege will be there. JT you will be there. Kiefer will be there. Uh we're gonna have special guest Denny Stevenson, who is probably fifty fifty to show up. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think he'll be there, Danny Stevenson. Will Hahn will be a guest as well. So really looking forward to that. Tickets available on PulpMX.com. Tickets available on RacerX as well. Um, so that'll be fun. Friday night, everybody. Let's get Marty and Amart. Can we get them? Marty told me, hey, Mathis, this, in, in the morning, hey, you coming to the shop to clean? I was in shock. <laughs> I did not know you and Marty had this kind of relationship. I couldn't believe it. Was, how, you and I were sitting there talking to Mitch Payton, and Marty pops out of the rig. Hey, Steve. Yeah. No, we're good. You coming to sweep the shop? I yeah. couldn't believe it. Yeah, and then he said he was going to throw stuff on the floor, which I, I don't blame him. I mean, I don't blame I don't blame him if he took a if he pooped on the floor for all the things I've said about him and me losing this bet. If he pooped on the floor, I'd be like, I get it, Marty. I get it. Let me clean, let me clean your shit up. Like I, I get it. So it's terrible, terrible. Hey, Alex Martin is going to pay for this somehow, some way. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, some way, if I start railing against Amart, everyone, I hope all of you know why. If I start saying, he's too old, get him out of the class. 
Poor Chris Blows. You just hammer him tonight. What'd he ever do to you? Whose shop did you have to clean over Chris Blows? <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, we know Chris Blows can't win. Yeah. I tell you what. I've never believed in. There you go. I've never believed in Amar. I've never believed in Amar. I don't know what the, I don't know what the hype is with Amar. I have no idea. I, <laughs> Are you going to battle with Mike Mason again? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks for the review show. Again, Friday night, Denver Oriental Theater, not far from downtown. Uh, Publix Racer X Live podcast show. So, please check it out. Weege, JT, thanks, boys. See you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse I mean, you know and i know from personal experience did anybody ever sit me down of course they did everybody did pro circuits mitch payton there's two ways to make the money one is you can sign for money or two you can earn the money i'm a high believer in earning the money i think they ride better when they earn the money seven time jeremy mcgrath I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey,